0: Balance Body Podcast. I'm Ashley Mazurik, your host. And today we have a very special, I know I say special every time, but special, special guest. And she is a, what can I say? How I would describe Patsy is she's like one of these Mature, we don't say old souls anymore. We say mature souls, but she's like a she's like probably my sister in many past lives. And I met her in my esoteric class. So today we're going to talk about on the podcast esoteric healing so that you guys have a reference of what the heck this is all about um, because I do mention it in podcasts. And and so I want to give you a part one and two series on esoteric healing. And Patsy Hubert is our guest today to talk about esoteric. Hey, Patsy. Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. As you can hear, she is a a bright light. Uh, She's like contagious energy. Uh, I love being around her. Unfortunately, she's in Michigan, so I only get to see her in classes. But she is uh, somebody that I feel is a good candidate to share her experience. And part of this podcast, the purpose of it is, first of all, it's to raise consciousness. Um, So we all, a a big part of my life is education. I love to be educated. I love to be in the know. Um, I also love to grow. And part of today is... We're going to do a little education and then we're going to put a little spark potentially in some of your eyes of whether esoteric is something that resonates with you that you could pass on to somebody. It's always about passing on. So this podcast, if you enjoy it, love the information, want to share it with somebody else that it might resonate with that doesn't know about this podcast, please share it. Um, It's all about sharing the love. And so today, Patsy, who is, she's a massage therapist. And Patsy, how long have you been a massage therapist? Just about twenty-five years. Tell me how you got into servicing people in the in the realm of massage care. I was motivated
1: by my direct family members. My father was not well, and he was. I was the only person that he would let touch him, and he had. Um, uh, peripheral neuropathy in his legs. He um, was diabetic. So I lived 140 miles away. I would come every other week to work on him. And I thought, boy, there's more to this. I should know more about what I'm doing. And um, he passed. And within a couple of months, my sister was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And that was really the jog that took me to looking into getting in, into care of some sort, getting back into school to help take care of people who are the under,
0: underserved. So, so that's you, what motivated me. Have you always been um, this, because you do, correct me if I'm wrong, you have four kids, right? I have three. Three. Three, same thing. Anywho, (laughs) yes. yes. (laughs) I mean, if you've got three, you've got ten in my mind. Exactly.
1: We're Um, not counting all the neighbors that came over (laughs) every day.
0: (laughs) So, as it relates to um, helping people, have you always been like that? Like you, this this need, this great need to help people get better and into into that
1: you know i have yeah and i've always known that i had um a different there was a different kind of touch that you could use for people i knew this mm. in high school wow i would do experiments with my friends like hey let me touch you now let me touch you is there any difference isn't that mm,
0: yeah yeah okay so so basically massage it, i would guess that your therapy uh, clinic and what you do, you're pretty successful at it, correct? Because yes. it sounds like you have the uh, touch of healing and you've had that for a long time. Do you think that people are born with that or do you think that's sort of accrued over life? I think that's accrued over life. I don't think
1: that anyone is necessarily born with a gift, although we have prodigies that, are a lot more advanced at an earlier age. But I do think that everyone can develop
0: mm. skills Yeah, just like everyone else. In other words, there are probably a lot of people that have your specific gift, but haven't really tapped into it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we just finished the Esoteric Conference, which was awesome. And... Um, I wanted to talk about how you got started in esoteric healing. What what was the part from going doing massage therapy to the spark of learning about esoteric to the point of going through the certification process? I had a client that asked me if I knew
1: someone who was an esoteric healer in our area. And I knew her, but I didn't know this work. And he said, you should get a hold of her. Well, the third time he asked me if I had gotten a hold of her, he handed me her phone number. So I figured that that was a bell from heaven that was ringing in my ear to give her a call. And I looked online and I was just hours missing the first class. So I had to wait an hour, which was fortunate because that meant that you and I were in class together with all of the people that we were it was like serendipitous how it all worked out but it was a client that prompted me to check it out to get into it and i never would have gravitated to this
0: on my own you know it's interesting because <clears throat> you know prior to when i went to uh, i went to sarasota and took an intuitive arts I went to an intuitive arts school and took, uh, six weeks of classes. And it was about learning the healing arts and all of them not diving into one. And I remember when I had an excellent interview with the instructor, she said, what's your next step? And I remember th- thinking as she was talking about esoteric, and she talked about a lot of different healing modalities, but for some reason, Alice Bailey's books, and it was was it the color of the book, the feel of the book, the words in the book? I don't know, but it resonated with me enough to say when I left that course to go, I need to check out this esoteric stuff. And there are different types of esoteric, but for some reason, the uh, Dr. Bri- uh, Barbara Briner, who teaches in Michigan, that was the one that resonated. And the fact that, um, in my opinion, Dr. Barbara Briner is sort of a somebody who resonates with my style of teaching because she's very scientific and she's very black and white. And she's like, like she is the one that sort of brought it. Um, and created the mainstay in the U.S. um, uh, from Brendan Johnston, correct? Yes. Yes. And she's been teaching it for 28 years. So I'm like, if I'm going to learn, why not learn from the best? And she, in in my opinion, because she's so talented and because she has such a Um, such an intellect for this, conveying this information so well. I think that that created even more of a want and need to doing it. When you started taking classes, how did you know you wanted to continue on and do the certification? Well, you
1: hit on a lot of elements that really resonated with me as well. Mm -hmm. The scientific portion, the logic, any of the subtle energies that I have been exposed to before has been very vague, very mystical. Mm. Um, You had no real connection to source Mm. where with Barbara, you know, she brings in the elements of, you know, the sacred, well, it's not necessarily sacred geometry, but the geometry of of the strength of the modality um, in a scientific
0: form using geometries. Well, and because she's an osteopath it, physician, she has that science-based concrete background that she brings to esoteric that I feel like is important to not making it fufu. Right, it made sense
1: to me and there was a source of where it came from. It wasn't this mystical <clears throat> event that occurred that all of a sudden everyone was was following there is a direct course of where it came from and how it works and why it works. She made it so
0: elementary. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. She, she does do that and it makes it, it does it, makes it easy to understand and apply. How, how did you know, what did you get from the classes that, that, got you hungry to go through because there are essentially eight existing parts right now. I mean, eight classes. Um, and there will be a ninth one, but with the certification, you only have to go through four parts. What motivated you to go to the eighth class?
1: With each level, you just go away thinking that you have That there's you just want you're hungry for more. she makes you hungry for more, and it each class seemed to be a shortcut from the class before, meaning its it it comes together a little bit more collectively as you grow in each level. and when we got to the seventh level. It, it seemed like our sessions with each other was shorter but more complete.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that I found after I went through one, part one and two, because I did enjoy the information, but I was shockingly surprised at how easy it came to me, which also validated that I was supposed to be doing esoteric because when she would teach us and we would one of the things i love about esoteric classes it's very practical we don't sit in a chair for 8 to 10 hours one of the my loves we get up and we do and we practice love 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 it also one of the one of the advantages for me about esoteric is we meditate a lot and yeah. I love that there's that much meditation because, in my opinion, esoteric classes has done nothing but raise my spiritual awareness more than any other class I've ever taken. And I don't know if it's because of the, the work that we're, the healing that we're doing during class and practical, whether it's the, lot, the, the meditation, all the meditation we do that motivates continual content, constant meditation. Um, because what, what we, and I know we've been vague listeners, I, I will touch back on that, but esoteric healing, every time you do it, because it's energy work as a facilitator, you're also then you go through this, your own healing process. And so, sorry, that's my dog. But look, for those who they're still kind of confused about what esoteric is, Patsy, what, give me a simple definition of defining esoteric. When someone asks me what esoteric healing is,
1: I tell them it is working with the unseen parts of you. You are not just physical, but you have an emotional component that is uniquely you. That is your composition. You have a mental component that is you, that is completely your essence. You have a spiritual self. You have a personality self, but we don't see these us. The esoteric healing is working on not just the physical, but all the other components of you, what your total makeup is, from your areas of energy, in the body. Now, a lot of people don't really resonate when you say chakra in my area of West Michigan. So I say energy centers, but um, they're the ganglia that feed the different parts of your body as you go from your base up to the top of your head. And that's how I explain it to them. And they, go, they just go, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and each of these parts of you could be why your dis-ease is coming into your physical body. So we're going to check that and make sure that – All of these elements of you are balanced. And they go,
0: oh, okay. So as esoteric healer, that then means that you're checking their energy through the centers, through the organs and glands. And then you're, because we, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm exactly 100% okay with being called a healer, um there <laughs> not me, but so then, do you say then I go in and heal you, or just i balance the energy so that it creates
1: oh i i balance I never call myself a healer, never um yeah, let's just go in and take a look, and I'm always talking to them I'm a chatty person, so I'm talking to them and I will walk them through, you know, how is your constitution? Are you having an issue with too much, too little? And I go, oh, how'd you know? And I say, well, because we can feel the energy balance or imbalance in your system. And then I go into having them relate to what I am talking about because they're going, what is this wackadoodle, you know, talking about, I'll ask them, have you ever been into like a grocery store where all of a sudden you have to leave, you know, you're standing there and you get real anxious. So that's when someone walks up to you, you can feel their energy, And you don't realize it's somebody else's energy, but you're feeling them. And then it lights up in their brain. Yes, I have felt that before. That's what that is? They said, yes, that's what it is. This is not rocket science here. You can do this too. You can feel this too.
0: Yeah. I I love two things that you mentioned, not being rocket science. In other words, one of the things that Dr. Breiner talks about in class is because this is proven scientific information, because you can create a result and replicate it 10 times in a row, that's what makes this proven scientific work, which love that. And secondly, when I when I talked about going into my first class and saying, Wow, this is really easy, I didn't realize when she explained how to feel energy in this specific way, and I did it, and I could I was like, I can feel this really easily. I think that in a place in inside of me I always knew that I could feel energy because I cause I have a strong intuitive side. So what I'm saying for people who have this thought about them that has a very sensitive side to feeling energy, esoteric work is a great calling for you because it's all about feeling energy. Um, I, I feel, and what what I would like you to do, Patsy, that to help us further understand esoteric is go a little bit more into. Now that you've gone through your certification and you've got your seven parts under your belt, how has this practice of esoteric kind of enmeshed into your massage therapy practice and how receptive are your clients? And third part of this is, can you tell us a couple of case histories and where you had a massage therapy client and then saw energetically something that you would use with esoteric and what was the outcome? Oh, boy,
1: this is this will be a journey. Um, when I decided to certify, it made my work more mature. I had a deeper appreciation for the healing aspect of the esoteric. My case studies, um, I can give a simple case study of my cat. So when you can
0: do esoteric healing on cats just so, so Oh, animals. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Anything has that has an energy source and vitality to it can exactly can be right Yeah. Like, no.
1: So he broke his hip when he was six months old oh. and he has been an ornery little cuss ever since. <laughs> and I did esoteric on him and I live, my, my daughter with her family lives with me in my grandson came in about an hour after I did a healing session with the cat. And he said, grandma, what happened to the cat? And he had just gotten in from school, so he had been gone all day. And I said, why, what do you mean? What's wrong with the cat? And he says, nothing's wrong with the cat. Everything's right with the cat. I've never seen the cat look so great and, and behave so nice. Oh. Did something happen? Wow. Yeah, that was pr- really profound because it it added another element that was totally unrelated to the session that came in and saw the change that occurred with with the cat um, with my my healing um, component in my in my massage sessions when I'm doing a massage and I see something in the body that doesn't feel energetically right, I will ask, and I always ask, can I do esoteric healing on you? And I always get permission first before I go into incorporating that into a massage session. I say, I just want to see what this is.
0: Are, is everyone always receptive?
1: No, oh. not everyone. Ooh, tell me. Well, I in West Michigan, it's quite um, where I live. There is a huge religious element. Oh. And they are very... Connected to what they're... They're very hesitant when it's not Jesus-led. Oh, I see. And if they don't feel that it is um, a God thing, then they're hesitant. So there is a part of the esoteric healing that has to be communicated with my clients that yes, we, we do rely on, on God and we do duplicate a lot of, of the Jesus element in, in our healing. We're very spiritual in incorporating, um, the angels and, and Jesus in our, in our sessions. Well, I'll have to talk to my minister first and that's what I get. So so. people are very reliant here on whatever their minister has to say. So if the minister is open to esoteric healing, then it's okay. And I only have one person now after being out in the public's eye for Jesus been three years now only one that is hesitant um, and I just don't think that she has gone to the minister yet to it might be just an excuse hmm. some
0: that's, people
1: are really vested in how they feel some of us aren't ready to heal that's correct yes that is correct. So I honor that. Absolutely.
0: With, yeah. Yeah. And when she is, um, that'd be great. I've, I found the same situation with a client who was sort of like, eh, let's do something else. Um, Cause you know, I know you got a bag of tricks and uh, I know you want to do the esoteric thing, but what else can we do? And what's interesting is I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. No judgment here. You know, everyone's at their own level. Right. And when that same client got into a case of severe pain and I wasn't available to like do my magic, guess what they asked for? Because one of the things that you don't already know as a listener, the esoteric can be absentee. And what that means is you don't have to be in the presence of the individual, the physical body, because it's energy work, they can be in New Zealand and you can be in, well, I can be in Tampa, Florida, and I can still work on them and make a difference. And this particular client, when they got to a state of, they can't get to me, asked for it. And I always find that the, the pain doctor is the biggest motivator. And I was very grateful not grateful that someone's in pain, but grateful for the experience for them to kind of move beyond that border or boundary and acceptance. And what I I also prayed for is, please let it work, which, you know, that's my journey of self-trust. But it always works. Every time someone will come and they'll be like, have all these massive problems. I'm like, well, you know, I don't have time in my schedule this week. What I can do is I can do a 30 minute esoteric energy work on you and see if that just alleviates so I can get you in next week. And I'm always blown away about how effective and how they'll text me back. And they'll be like, I feel great. Or I feel 50% better. And and I'm like, wow, it really, I mean, like, it works. It really Oh, does. yeah. Oh, yeah. No one's more surprised than I am. Right? <laughs> and I have to, like, punch myself in the head because I'm like, of course it works, Dumbo. Like, you've been doing right. it for how many years? And it always works. But there's always that sense of self-doubt or... You know, and, I, and it's a reminder of my own sense of self-trust that I'm still working on and thanking the gods and the masters and the angels for facilitating the validation that I still need. Oh, woe is me. Awesome. We can work on that with esoteric healing, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I will tell you, since I started classes, I'm so much better. I'm so much better. I mean, we could sit here probably for hours and talk about the benefits that we've personally gotten from esoteric healing. Definitely. Right? We could. Right. So let me ask you this. Have you ever facilitated an esoteric healing and gotten negative results? No. Why?
1: (sighs) I'm not sure I can answer that.
0: No, I I well, we always align in a tune. And so there's always the message in the beginning. Sometimes we I've got a message where I'm not supposed to work on someone. Or when we align in tune with their soul, the soul only allows what's supposed to happen in that particular moment in time and never beyond that because don't forget listeners we have a soul contract in this lifetime to learn lessons. And it's not, I'm I'm not God, Patsy's not God, SO Taylor Chris aren't God, that we can take that away from you. You have to work, do the work in this lifetime. Now we can make the work a little bit easier and we can go back into karmic patterns and create a little bit of a change, but we can't take away what you came here to this lifetime to expose yourself to and learn, right? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So and that's why sometimes I'll be like, I'm I know it's esoteric healing. I don't consider myself a healer per se. In other words, I'm not going to fix you. That's not my job. My job right. is to go in and see what I can do to make things a little bit easier and better. And sometimes that little bit easier better is just for you to create trust in this process and to make it a little bit easier so that, because sometimes when we're in pain, it's very hard to make change. And part of making change in, in the, this world is the change of being able to sit for five or 10 minutes and just do square breathing. And if you're in pain, you can't do that. So I pray to the soul, allow them to get to a place and space where we can at least Do a little bit of meditative work, a little bit of introspective work, a little bit of prayer, a little bit of squared breathing, a little bit of something to get them over this hump. And it always happens. And it works. It works. So let me ask you, because I know you've got only a little bit of time. Um, Who do you feel is the best, would be a good candidate to taking esoteric classes?
1: I think everyone is a good candidate. Um, Alice Bailey herself, and you mentioned her earlier with her books, said this is for everyone. And I think the the best candidates we're going to um, narrow this field down a little bit would be anyone who is – wanting to go a little bit more in depth in how we work, body, mind, and spirit. Mm. And, you know, if you're on a journey for self-awareness, self-improvement, I think this is just the perfect venue for you to discover who you are, why you're here
0: and where you're going. I could not agree with you anymore. Part of part of, first of all, if you're listening to this and you have got this spark of positive emotional response to the information, that's a sign. Secondly, um, for me, it's, I'm, I feel like my whole life's been about trying to figure out who I am. Not my purpose. Cause my purpose kind of, you I feel like my purpose unfolds all the time. But I, I, I had gotten to a point where I knew a lot about who I was from my spiritual work, from my Czech work and studies. But esoteric took it to a new level because you learn information that dives deeper than I've ever experienced into the really discovering your personality versus your soul. And it's a little more specificity into describing and who you are. It's like, um, it's like when I was researching like, astro- uh, astrology and my sun sign and my ascending and decimes, I was like, Oh my God, that's exactly, that's exactly what I do. That's exactly how I am in Ayurvedic medicine. When I studied Ayurvedic, I was like, yes, I'm a Pitta. I'm a full on Pitta. And, you know, and, and part of that is I, I evolved in a and to the next stage, of you know, not being a pitta and going to the vada, and she's like, "Oh, now you're an evolved um, pitta." And I was like, "That's interesting." And then the characters are like, "Wow, that really resonates." Uh, so <laughs> you discover all this stuff about you, and you're like, "No wonder I do what I do. No wonder I have sensitive sleeping patterns." and da da da. So I think if that is part of your journey. This is a beautiful, beautiful kind of puzzle into that big, bigger puzzle for you. Um, Yeah. And so I know that we're almost done with our eight parts. Where where are you going to go from here? Once you finish the eight parts of esoteric, if nine comes out, obviously I know you'll take part nine, but then what's your plans afterwards?
1: I am going to be taking some of these classes over again, and I guess we'll see what what happens, what evolves after the eighth class. I would like to be more um, out there, you know, out from behind being the massage therapist, but being the esoteric go-to girl and have that as, you know, a co-job for me. So people can come to me for either one or both, but it's going to be advertised a lot more. I'm going, I know that I'm going to be doing a lot more, Um, on the road kind of distance healing with the esoteric. I've already got, I think you do too. We already have that going that if we can't physically see someone, we will do the distance healing for them. Um, But I think education is, is a real key element. I would like to do education. I'll learn more by teaching others. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, thanks for coming on today. Thank, no, you. thank you for inviting me. You are the sweetest thing.
0: Oh. Just love you. I love you too. If I, 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 um, I know that um, our listeners always can go to balancepod.com and make comments and questions. Um. Do you, do you open yourself up to any comments and questions if somebody wanted to ask? I would love to. Okay, what's, some, what's a contact email or a, a way that they can get in touch with Patsy?
1: PatsyHubert at gmail.com. That's P-A-T-S-Y-H-U-B-E-R-T at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, because sometimes they may not want to. They may not want to ask me, but you can always ask Patsy. I'm at Ashley at BalancePod.com. Um, don't forget that we have all these recordings on my website at BalanceBod.com. You go to the podcast tab, and you can forward them out, send them out to whoever you want. I appreciate everyone taking your time, energy, and efforts to listen to this, to absorb it, to use it. To do whatever you want with it, but most importantly, to always come back and listen because we've got a we've got a ton of followers, and I'm so grateful for them. They're super, super dedicated, and we continue to grow. And I love you, Patsy, and I appreciate you being here, um, taking your time this early in the morning for us. I love I you. I love you, Ashley. Thank you so much. Blessings to you, dear. Have a great day. Yeah, you too, honey. Bye, guys. Awesome.